Hello, we are the Most Millennial Podcast, discussing things on our mostly millennial minds so that we can discover with or confuse our mostly millennial audience here. Uh, my name's Reed. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sean and Drew. Hey, boys. Hello. So tonight we have a, a little special episode here that's going to be a little mini episode. A mini-sode. Uh, yeah, yeah, just to wet your whistle for, for next week's full episode. But uh, we're just wet wetting whistles. Yeah. <laughs> Whistle your beak with my get your eyes in there. Just dunk your whole head. Just get it all in there. <laughs> That's not something you guys ever say. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that. Well, well now your whistle's whistle. wetted. <laughs> whistle is wetted. You're so ready to say wet your whistle from now on. I believe it's wetened. You're wetened. Oh, it's wetened. <laughs> wetened whistle. No, that's the I've past. Also wetened my pants. Okay, sorry. Yeah, mm. my whistle has been wetened. Ooh, lick those wetened whistles. <laughs> is this what the mini episode is? Is this why we gathered? <laughs> this is it. This is it. No, Sean had a topic for us, uh, and it's a surprise. So, oh, we don't know what it yeah. is. Surprise. Going and going and dry. Um, no, we're yeah. wetened. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all are wetened. Yeah. Um, so something I, I kind of glossed over but started to think about this week. Um, there's a, a headline on uh, just my NPR feed. Mm. It's talking about millennials. Well, that caught my eye. And it's uh, they stay put in their hometowns. And I was like, that's stupid. Huh. But then I started thinking about it. Well, I kind of <laughs> stayed put in my hometown. Reed kind of stayed put in his hometown. And Drew, come to think of it, you're pretty close to your hometown. Uh, uh, Wait a ish, second. Ish, ish. How dare you? I feel attacked. So uh, I, but also, I yes. felt like this was very relevant the yeah. more I kind of pondered it over the week because I guess I didn't want to actually accept the truth that I fit in this millennial mm-hmm. category. Interesting, um, but I, reaction is like, no, no, I don't. But I wait, don't. Yes, I I'm did. a special That's boy. Exactly me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to try to, I guess, um, go over why this might be and why two thirds of millennials like us two are finding thirds. themselves kind of staying put in their hometowns. Um, and a couple of things I, I thought could be, you know. Arbitrary housing market, job market, blah, 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 blah. Very possibly. But it could be the fact that the helicopter parent, the kind of keeping my Ooh. my kid safe, keeping my, my kid away from harm, and making sure that they're always uh, looked after and feel comforted, nurtured, and... All of those things. But I, I, I kind of started thinking about this. Could it be because of that over-encouragement and that sheltered mm. nature where we always just want to kind of feel that? And maybe this is our subconscious way of just kind of, it's going to nest here. This is what I know. I love it. Why would that's I go interesting. anywhere else? Yeah, yeah, no. That's an interesting concept. Um Obviously, my life experience is a little bit different from you guys because no. I've got some older kids. 
Um, and so part, yeah, yeah, no, our, our kids are going into, you know, elementary school here now. And so, yeah, it's, it's wild. But with that, like one of our big decision makers is staying close to parents and family Mm -hmm. so that there's help with kids. But yeah, I, that's an interesting concept. I, I don't feel like it's out of. Because that goes both ways. Like, mm-hmm. there's the parents taking care of the millennial kids, but then there's the concept of like the millennial kids paying it back to the to the older parents, whether they're in their baby boomers or whatever. I feel like there's that back and forth give too. And Reed, you're. You, it's not like your family doesn't go anywhere. You right. guys get out and do things, but right. your your home base is yeah. kind of like the like a few miles from where I grew up. <laughs> it's it's a generational home base, man. This is multiple multiple regenerations going back. It's a callback, yeah. but there's five people on that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there's going to be seven with those two kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting, Drew. You kind of like broke the mold and you went out out west for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> Kind of, but not really. So I'm originally from California, uh, Sacramento. Uh, lived there till I was nine. My dad got a job transfer. We moved out here uh, to Colorado. Um, so I've been here in Colorado technically, you know, left a little bit here and there. Um, but technically since, since 1999, since late 1999. Um, you said go out west. I did go out west, but I went back to California. So I don't know <laughs> which one you count as flying back to the nest. The if, nest. Like when I left I was leaving the nest to go to the other nest, and then that didn't work out, so I came back to the second nest. Um, yeah, we tried we tried leaving, and it, it just didn't take um, for other reasons. And I would be curious, Sean, with your with the article that you're referencing from NPR, did they present it? I mean, it's easy to 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 assume that you know because we're talking millennials or even using the word millennials that it's kind of coming across as a negative like it was that the vibe i guess of of the article uh is it like kids these it, days they don't or millennials these days they don't they don't leave the nest they don't fly the coop or or whatever it was uh just kind of looking at it more on the surface okay. um just kind of looking at trends and then it. once they saw it they went a little bit deeper okay and they made a lot of different um mm. kind of economic and uh kind of social some social things like family and uh kind of the familiar uh ness of being around communities that you know and that you've changed with yeah i think yeah i think it's it's a i don't think you can look at either one as negative i think it's completely subjective to the person that you're talking to because we emily my wife and i we did leave for a bit uh and we made it work and we you know we were we were doing the jobs. We were fresh out of college, freshly married. We were we were making it work. Uh, we hit on some hard times here, and then we have. I, I mean, her family's huge, and my family uh, and extended family are here in Colorado as well. And so, the I don't know, just like we like that feeling of home. So, yeah, having the opportunity when the opportunity came about that we could could move back, um, we took it and. You know, there was a little bit of that pride thing of like, oh, we tried it and it didn't really work. But also moving back, you're like, oh, sweet, we're moving back home. Like, 
that's where you guys are. Like that's where all my friends are. That's you know as far as like the long lasting like foundational relationships that I have. My whole family's there too. And then kind of touching on what you said, Reed is is we didn't necessarily come back to have kids. I mean, we, there was a ton of years in between when we came back and now, um, just having our newborn, but having the support of, uh, my parents and her parents, uh, and then all of our, you know, all of our siblings and extended siblings, uh, is insanely helpful just to get day to day. And so, you know, I can keep working, she can keep working. Um, and we're not, we don't, we haven't even hit the point where we need a nanny yet. Um, or even like daycare or anything like that. So for me, that's a benefit of being in the same spot or relatively in the same spot. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see everyone spread out. Like even us three, we're in Colorado, but we are very far from each other. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, relatively to, us. I think where we started. Yeah. I yeah. Think relatively yeah. to where, where you started it. Like I can't ride my bike to your house. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I had growing up, I had groups of friends where I can't ride. I could, you know, walk or ride the bike to to their house. And so that group of friends, you know, they we we fanned out. And I say Colorado because it literally is Colorado for me now. Like it's all of Denver and and outreached. Um, so there's that kind of sprouted, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm more just yammering. But I don't think it needs to be viewed as negative or positive on either way. It just kind of is. No, and I, I think you're hitting on something that um, that maybe is that generational expectation of the kids yeah. getting out of the house and establishing and getting their own house with their own white picket fence <laughs> and all of that stuff. And I think that that's hey. something that yeah, that may not be feasible for a lot of people in our it generation. Not, yeah, it might just be a, a relic of an old idea at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and so maybe maybe we're all just sticking around, hoping that our parents are gonna die and leave us the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just—that's the true nature of us sticking close. How are you Wait, doing? Wait, it's How's not paid off yet. Yeah. Damn it, <laughs> Dad, you're looking awfully sick. There, are you sure you're Brought okay? Up, yeah. Brought over some bacon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, some that was a dart. Bacon and gurt. Bacon and gogurt. That's the mm, breakfast that's of the champions. Combo. That's the mystery flavor. Bacon. Oh. <laughs> bacon flavored yogurt. It's morning. Morning brown. I knew it tasted um. like breakfast. <laughs> no, but I, I like that concept, Sean. Like I, I like the idea that there's that familiarity because even our podcast, like spends a lot of time looking at the nostalgia of our yeah. childhoods and looking at the familiarity and Yep. I, I can't remember where I saw this, that millennials are more likely to watch the same show over and over and over out of that familiarity. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody, yeah, yeah. it's like that warm, fuzzy blanket, yeah. baby. It's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a comfort, comfort watch, comfort show. Yeah. Movie. I do that a ton. I'll cough yeah. up to that right now. Yeah. Well, and then being in the same hometown, you're like, oh, that used to be Crossroads Mall. Now it's oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> You know, like you get that that nice hit of dopamine from being able to be the curmudgeon grousing about it a little bit. Like, <laughs> God, yeah. Th- I need to hang out with your cool. kids more, Reed, so I can be like, you know what? This used to be this used to be Back a fun mind. place to go. 
There, there used to be all kinds of stores oh, here, like Uncle Sam Goody. <laughs> yeah. Tell um, us how the times used to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's always painted in media, or has been. I think the majority of times is as negative, and maybe that's why I assumed that that's kind of the stance that the article was taking. Um, like millennials it, killing Applebee's or chain restaurants. Yeah. Like. Sure, yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, um, and what's interesting about that is I'm finding. Uh, the kind of sentiment toward millennials a little bit more neutral now right? because we're starting to write more of the articles. We're starting to have more of a seat at the table. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think the negativity as, as you were kind of getting at drew is kind of in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, for sure. And for me, it's positive. I love, I love where I'm at right now. But maybe yeah. I want to well, go to yeah. Japan someday. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think that's that's an important note is that we're not uh, sure millennials millennials aren't uh, flying, you know, leaving the nest in that way. But I mean, we're, we're yes, we're still in Colorado. My wife and I are still in Colorado, uh, but we don't live with either of our parents. Like we have a we have our own house, and you know, we've got our own lives separate from them. Right. So it's like we we've, we've done the the growing up part. Um, we just happen to be to say that it has to happen somewhere else is kind of I, I guess maybe that was the thing that I was getting at that was saying or seemingly to be negative, uh, which it's not because yeah I love being close to my friends and, and family the people that I've grown up with and um, yeah I don't think it's negative at all this is exactly where I want to be no and even that like there's something beautiful like to generational living. I think I've I've yeah. probably come the closest to yeah. that out of our, mm-hmm. our group here is like because we lived in a house that my grandpa built on like like yeah. in his backyard for the rest of the family to just kind of like hermit crab into. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, I think I think the interesting thing that we're kind of like skirting around a little bit going back to that white picket ideal is maybe like this 1950s idealized version of what it looks like to start your family to be successful yeah but one thing i think that millennials are are or from our experience what millennials are are good at is becoming themselves maybe whereas it's not as much of a pressure yeah, I agree with to that. to do something else, so maybe well, that's just, part of like, yeah. Well, just kind of hometown critical thinking about like, well, why do we think this or why is this? Uh, there's there's chalk it up to maybe having those rebellious teenagers sticking around a bit longer or whatever. But the you know, well, why do we do it this way? Well, why you know we're that <laughs> that we're just the older version of that nagging kid that's just going why why yeah. why um, and I. I think that's kind of a hallmark of us. This is a good thing and a bad thing. Being just a little bit more emotional as a generation, or just and, just aware of of the actual like kind of I guess reason for doing things rather yeah. than just doing it because a we were told to or b it's what we've always done. Um, neither of them being really a great reason to do anything, uh, and more just kind of critically thinking about what you want out of life and what you actually value as being important. Yeah, no, I think that's a big part of it. I think that's also something that's kind of I, how I stereotype Gen X being too is like 
the anti-establishment sort of generation. Like, no, like punk rock. That's kind of how I see Gen X. <laughs> um, yeah, they're very apathetic. And I, I see you know, millennials, yeah, way too cool. And I feel like we are the emotional generation, like, oh, thinking through, how does this make you feel? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a good thing, bad thing, you know? Like, yeah, could be too much of that pretty easily. But yeah, I agree with you. So yeah. it's almost like um, the the old American dream. And then the Gen Xers see it as an American nightmare. <laughs> and, and we see it as both. It can yeah. be both, but... It's how we see it. It's through our lens, our POV, if you will. Yeah, read Sean Drew's lens. I like that. It's a nightmare dream. <laughs> <laughs> a dream mare. Oh, ooh. Um, no, that's not, I mean, even, even just the idea of comparing uh, a nightmare, someone's dream could be someone else's nightmare. It could be the exact same thing. And just to carbon copy or copy paste that onto every single person, whether it be every single American or anything is it just doesn't work. I mean, yeah. my ideal home situation, even for you guys is not going to work out the way you want it to. Um, or it's not going to, it's not going to hit all the notes you want out of what you want for, you know, your home or life or anything like a basement jacuzzi. Exactly. I have one and you guys want one. I know that, but um, <laughs> no, <laughs> we all want to hit that status, but you know, it's just not in the cards for, at least for speaking just for me right now. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We're working on it. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but it's understanding that, Hey, you can have your basement and your jacuzzi. Mm -hmm. I can have my non basement and my non jacuzzi, but that's yeah. okay. Like your, your ideal doesn't have to fit this mold, this, yeah, you know, preconceived notion of this is how you do the future. This is how That's, you build America. Yeah. This is how you build your, you know, generational wealth and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like that's, you can, yeah, that's you a, can do you, you can, that's a huge thing. Um, and that kind of goes into a bigger thing that I won't, I'll try not to tangent into, but it seems even just talking kind of like with my parents or even, you know, people their age uh, or of, of that kind of upbringing group, uh, that generation, the idea that essentially, I mean, just verbatim of what you just said, Sean, of just like my perfect isn't your perfect and to suggest otherwise is just kind of uh, narrow sighted and you can't, you just, you can't, you know, you can't do that. You can't say I have a basement jacuzzi and I'm happy. Therefore I need to prescribe everyone or suggest that everyone get a basement jacuzzi because you know, that's that's the key to happiness that is pure happiness right there is basement jacuzzi oh yeah <laughs> i see it as a fungal nightmare yeah there you go <laughs> no i yeah i i think that exactly like you're saying drew like historically there's been a right way and a wrong way to yeah. be setting up your american home and I hope that we're breaking that mold a little bit as millennials, as, as this so. study's showing, like, you know, two thirds staying close to home. That's different. Not wrong. It's, not right. It's different. It's not the way it used to be. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's that's right. okay. What I will say just as like an added thing to that. So part of my job uh, a few years ago was I was assisting a photographer, architectural photographer here in Colorado a lot and, you know, shooting a lot of the model homes for their advertising 
Um, and one of the builders, one of like the main homes was like had a mini home attached to it, like brand new built. It was like, it was designed for the, the person the the kid that wouldn't leave the nest or couldn't leave the <laughs> nest financially. Yeah. It was an actual, it wasn't like a trailer park thing. Like it was like a, an actual smaller like kitchen and accessory dwelling yeah, unit. Yeah, exactly. It had a different yes. front door. Like it was, and it was just a model, a new home model that you could buy. And I thought that was kind of interesting, slightly depressing because I kind of see where it's going as far as like, the, again, I I don't I know nothing when it comes to economy or finances. I can't blame anything, but like the idea that the housing market has pivoted to this point where they are now adapting to the the kid that can't move out is just an interesting thought to me. Well, and with that too, just having a little bit more exposure with Jamie in real estate, um, yeah. like that also could be for your aging parents. That also could yeah, be a way true. to offset your mortgage. Yeah, they were, you know? I guess I assume that because they were advertising it as that. Like they have, you know, like videos going on their TV of. Just like a sad, dumpy just, kid yeah. in the basement. <laughs> so I like to think uh, it's that that like sad parent that's like oh 18 years ago i didn't want him to leave my womb now he has to leave the nest what am i ever gonna do well now you don't have to think about that yeah <laughs> he's in your backyard <laughs> we call it the womb attachment to your home <laughs> oh man i feel like that's a good place to leave our mini episode <laughs> There's no right or wrong way to be a millennial. We love uh, talking about our experience. We would love to hear your experiences. Uh, Take us out, Sean. This has been the Most Millennial Podcast. Most Millennial with Drew Reed and myself, Sean. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 